welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm so happy to be here. And um, okay, so I, I keep I keep trying to figure out like how do I wanna how do I wanna slide into this conversation? How do I wanna enter into this thing? I could have called it, I had so many funny titles. <laughs> I had so many funny titles for this episode, but I think what I'm just gonna stick with is loving kindness meditation. But let me tell you why we're talking about this. Okay. Couple of reasons. First of all, welcome to the show. <laughs> if you are a loyal listener, thank you so much for coming back, for being here. Uh, it literally means so much to me. I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you are new to the show, welcome. Thank you for uh, taking a risk, for uh, offering up some of your time, your attention, your energy. Uh, to listen. I hope you uh, get something from the show today that makes it feel uh, worth your while. I appreciate you giving it a shot. Uh, if you're watching this show, my YouTube is. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching. And you get the added benefit of getting to see Toby Pajamas. <laughs> so my 15-year-old cat, Toby Pajamas, is totally curled up on the floor in my fuzzy pink blanket. And it just makes me so happy. He's my co-host. He's my co-host for today. Uh, all right. So this is what we're going to dive into. So I wanted to do something um, short and quick, but also wicked helpful. And uh, there's a few reasons why we're talking about loving kindness. And I'm offering up this little meditation. Now, some of you, if you've been around my world, you've been around yoga, you are a meditator, whatever, you may have heard of loving kindness before. Uh, and I'm not, I want to keep this so simple. So I'm not going to do some long lengthy thing, but I do want to give you a tool that you might find super duper helpful, especially as we're rolling into the greater holiday season, as we're coming up on all, like the end of the year, we know so many of us start to gather together with our families, with our families of origin, with, uh, let's call them some of you, your trigger people, your button pushes. <laughs> and you might not be feeling super generous with your heart. So, like your heart center might not be that open for business. Oh my God. Also, there's been just so much, just so much going on in the world. Um, where people are peopling like motherfuckers, life is lifing, um, you know, humans be humaning. I mean, there's just so much violence and separation and lack of cooperation and not listening. And just like, I'm putting my two fists together and I'm like bumping them. They're like, there's so much, it feels like separation and conflict and 
uh, people are not feeling very compassionate and kind and, and loving towards one another, you know, and one of the, one of the, um, titles I was playing around with had to do with mood rings. Now I'm 55 uh, people in my age group, you might remember mood rings. So you guys, when we were kids, there are these like magical little rings that like you could slide on your finger and they would change colors. And really they were reacting to, uh, I think it was like the temperature of your body or whatever, but like red meant passionate and green meant cool. And like all the color, orange meant this and blah, blah, blah. And black meant black either meant like like sadness, fear, or like your ring. <laughs> Excuse me, or your ring was broken, right? It's just so funny. So um, I was thinking about mood rings, and I was about I was gonna call this episode, but it was way too long. I was just being funny. I was like, oh, wh what color is my mood ring? My mood ring is the color of I'm about to lose my shit. Right. I'm about to lose my shit at how insane the world feels lately. And, you know, they were talking about how they had taken polls recently and people were thinking about like the political climate and what they're thinking about the election coming up next year and like all this stuff. And they gave them like, I think, five words to choose. And I think only like six percent of people said anything remotely close to hopeful or excited. Everybody else either said depressed, exhausted, or despair. And I was like, oh my God. So like the mood ring of the world, we've got wars, we've got atrocities, we've got um, group, we've got like ancient, like ancient existing differences where people are just, it's just horrifying on so many levels, you know? And so the mood has been, I just thought to myself, what could I offer up? What could I offer up that any man, anybody, whether you have some religion, no religion, spiritual, not spiritual, atheist, whatever, wherever you fall on the spectrum of, of um, spirituality or whatever, right? Uh, I, and caveat, you know, religion, organized religion is really seen differently um, for for verses or when we're looking at that spectrum of spirituality. But I'm just saying wherever you fall, wherever you fall on the field of this stuff, I'm like, I wanted to be able to offer something up that might be helpful, especially as we're going to be entering into closer proximity, maybe to the kinds of relationships uh, with people, whether that's your family or family members or whatever, um, where there is possibility for there to be disagreement or conflict or fear or old traumas coming up, unresolved stuff, communication issues, whatever. And I'm like, what can we do for ourselves and others uh, that might be helpful? Now, um, the word meta. Now, some of you may or may not, I'm going to make, make the connection why I'm talking about this. So um, I've often talked about how, you know, I, I have, um, I have uh, been certified in a lot of different things. I have practiced many different things. Many of you, or most of you don't know, I've been a yoga teacher for over like 25 years, but I was also, I am also a Thai yoga massage person. So I, for many, many, many years, um, did 
practice, gave Thai yoga massage, Thai yoga body work to people. And then there was also a period in my life where I was teaching it to others. I was helping to certify other people to be able to offer this art form, this skill, this uh, way of extending loving kindness. So that's what we talked about a lot in the, in the practice of Thai yoga massage was this idea um this idea of metta m e t t a metta uh which in a lot of uh languages or whatever is often uh transcribed as saying uh you know um meaning loving kindness so and supposedly according to the vedic texts of india they say that the hat the hat like your hat ba bump ba bump ba bump your hat is is the source of real feeling and knowing um, and in some cultures, they'll say that the hat is actually like the seat of consciousness. There's so much, there's so much that the hat knows. And in neuroscience and stuff like that, we talk about the hat being one of the brains that we have in our body. And I also know that when your mood ring is like, uh, <laughs> my mood ring is I'm about to lose my shit with the world, with people, with everything, like just how things feel right now, like again, for so many people, it feels like a really difficult time of depression, despair, dispute, um, a lack of connection, loneliness, all of it, right? And when we're often feeling that way, when our mood ring has turned, uh, we often will close down our hat. We will try to protect our hat. Our hat will not be readily open and available for business. So um, the practice of metta, or loving kindness, especially in this form of which I'm going to share it as a meditation, um, it can really help us to not only open our hearts to other people, but to open our hearts to ourselves. Um, it also can help us when we when we do this meditation, if we do it with with I would say with awareness with presence, with devotion, like really, really paying attention and, and, and um, being intentional with your words, like really trying to feel what you're saying, not just going through the motions, not just saying the words, but really trying to find like that hot alignment and that hot congruence so that what you're saying can be felt. And this practice can also help you not only to feel more connected to yourself, to others, to those you love, to the greater world around you. I kind of think of this meditation practice um, as having almost, you know, that symbol that looks like a swirl, right? Like it starts at the center and then it goes out almost like a labyrinth that you would walk, right? And as it goes out and out, the swirl gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's how I feel. Like this, this, that symbol for me is, is kind of, um, has the feeling of this meditation. It starts with us and then it expands out. Um, and I've heard other people talk about that when they do this practice, they feel more connected not only to themselves, but they feel more connected to their friends, their families, the people that they're doing the meditation for or with in mind. And also they feel more connected to source or spirit or God or the divine or consciousness or the universe, right? Um, it also helps people to, to really pay attention to, to feel like they're, they're uh, more focused and concentrated, right? Because they're being very present and intentional with the words. And also people say that they end up feeling more peaceful, that they have a more peaceful feeling in their body, but also in their minds. I think it's a very powerful thing. 
Uh, I know that for myself, when I start to get agitated or afraid or whatever, um, using something repetitious like a mantra or something like that is incredibly powerful. And this, um, I, I always think of meta meditation or loving kindness meditation as having kind of that mantra like that repetitious feel to it. Because even though you're slightly changing the words, you're coming back to the basic core essence of the thing again and again and again. So if you're somebody who um, wants a simple practice, and I'm going to break it down step by step by step, um, it's really quite easy once you get the hang of it. Um, and you, I want to say this, I'm going to share some words that you can use. Um, and as you're listening, you might just start with using the words that I'm putting forth. But if you start to practice this and make it your own, you might slightly shift. And if you just Google loving kindness meditation or meta meditation, right? You might find, I'm not kidding when I say hundreds of variations of this, find one that works for you, right? Find one that you'll actually do and stick with, and then put it in your spiritual toolkit as, as a practice that can be incredibly beneficial for you. And if you're going through a particular season right now, right? As my meditation teacher used to say, um, pick a practice, stick with it and go deep with it, right? Don't go around digging in the backyard, looking, trying to reach water or, or resources, but just basically trying something, skipping, moving to the next thing, like gives, give it time to actually land in you, become familiar with you so that you can decide if it is actually helpful for you, uh, rather than digging a bunch of shallow holes or shall, yeah, like in your backyard, go deep, go vertical, go vertical, go vertical, go deep rather than horizontal shallow. Okay. So basically what you do when you, when we do this, right, we like to sit up nice and tall with it, with a tall spine. You just kind of feel yourself rooted down. I always, I feel myself like rooted to the earth, but also extending up to the sky. And that to me is kind of like when I'm kind of opening up, not only my diaphragm so I can breathe better, right. But it's also kind of gives you this, um, awareness. It's about really becoming present. And I like to think of this as like, oh, this is when I am in that space between heaven and earth, right? When I root down and then rise up and extend, I feel like it's like, for me, it's like lifting my antenna. Remember when we were kids and there would be like radios and you would turn on the radio and then you would go like, ding, 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 ding. And you would pull that silver antenna up. I always found that so satisfying, <laughs> pulling it up and pushing it down. But right now when we're going into this meditation, right? We find a comfortable seat. Comfortable is a key word here, right? Not so comfortable that you're going to fall asleep, but comfortable and upright so that you're kind of like lifting up your antenna and you're now about to like dial into that radio station of love that we want to tap into, right? K-L-O-V, the K-Love station. We want to listen to that. Okay. So this is what you're going to do. Okay. And if you want to do that, please, if you're driving your car, don't close your eyes and do this. But if you're somebody who is seated somewhere or someplace safely, right, you can close your eyes and just kind of listen to this and let it just uh, land in you, let it land in your heart. Um, so what you're going to do is you're going to bring your attention within. I, I often will invite people to put their hand right on their heart um, if they're doing this laying down. So that's a caveat. If you can do this laying down without falling asleep, do it laying down. Absolutely. If you're sitting up or whatever, though, too, bringing your hand to your heart, like literally feeling the warmth of your physical hand over your heart, and also is kind of cueing that this is where we're bringing our attention to that wisdom, that wisdom and consciousness, you know, of the heart. It's so, it's so powerful. So first, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you first, 
and then I'm, we're going to go through it. So first, you're going to say these words to yourself. And then the second time through, you're going to say them for someone you love. And then you'll say them for someone that you have difficulty with. And then you'll say them to expand it out. Think of that spiral. And then we're going to expand it out. And we're going to say it to all beings, all creatures uh, throughout the universe. Okay. So first we start with us. Then we go close proximity, somebody we love. Then we go to somebody we have uh, may, maybe have conflict or difficulty with. And then we expand it out um, to all beings everywhere. And especially in a time that we're in right now where we do feel so politicized, we do feel so separate, we do feel so polarized, we do feel so like, fuck you, no, fuck you, and you're wrong, and we're right, and this and them, and us and them. Like, oh my God, this can be a very powerful practice. When you feel kind of like, I don't know what else to do, um, I feel afraid, I feel scattered, I feel whatever being able to tap into your heart and tap into metta and tap into loving kindness. This can be a very powerful, very powerful soothing bomb. And then literally imagine it expanding out. This isn't some nicety, right? This isn't just like, oh, how cute. We're doing loving kindness meditation. It's not about going through the motions. It's not about spiritually performing and posturing and pretend. Well, that's a whole podcast for another day. Oh my God. Um, spiritual posturing. I got a lot to say about that. Um, but this is, this is something where I want you to be very present and intentional so that not only do you reap the benefit of it, but literally that intention, what like all minds are joined in consciousness. So when we align ourselves with love, um, I can't help but believe it has a positive effect. Okay. So this is what you're going to say. Close your eyes. You can take a couple of good deep breaths in and out. Let yourself settle into the place and the space. If you want to bring your hand to your hat, great. If not, that's fine. Just let your hands rest somewhere. And you're going to bring your attention within to your heart center. And you're going to silently repeat to yourself these following words. May I be protected and safe. May I be happy and at ease. May I be healthy and strong. May I care for myself wisely. May I be at peace. So you say these things silently to yourself, for yourself first. Like I said, there's a lot of variations on this, but um, find one where the words really resonate with you and feel genuine for you. And it's really, really, really common, right? You want to find one that feels right. Uh, and a right one you'll know will feel like a right one because of how it makes you feel. And you will not really probably have a shit ton of resistance <laughs> to the words. But I want to say this, you might observe some resistance to saying these kind things to yourself, opening your heart to yourself, practicing loving kindness, offering metta to yourself. You might observe that there's some resistance to yourself sending and receiving loving kindness and just do your best to bear witness to it, but without judgment. Notice it. I always say, notice what you notice, just notice it, but don't necessarily let it stop you. Okay. It might not be 
familiar to you yet that you're extending love and compassion and loving kindness towards yourself. Okay. Once you send those words to yourself, now you're going to think of somebody that you love. You're going to bring your attention in your mind's eye. See if you can picture them in your mind, in your brain, right? In your mind. And then also, right? See if you can feel them, like get congruent in your heart, get aligned in your heart, try to hold them in your heart, and then silently send them these words of affirmation. So now we shift from may I, and we say, may you be protected and safe. I can't help but close my eyes when I say, when I say these words, okay? May you be protected and safe. May you be happy and at ease. May you be healthy and strong. May you care for yourself wisely. May you be at peace. And then once you complete that cycle, we now bring your attention to someone you have difficulty with. Again, if there's resistance to doing this, try to notice it with deep compassion. And again, we silently send those words, right? May you be protected and safe. May you be happy and at ease. May you be healthy and strong. May you care for yourself wisely. May you be at peace. We repeat it again with the intention of sending it to somebody where maybe there is some difficulty. People have often asked me, can I still say this or send this to somebody who's already passed or who is dead or who is in a, literally in a coma. They're not, they're mentally ill. I can't access them physically. And I said, yes, all minds are joined. Just hold them in your mind. It doesn't matter if they are still physically embodied or on the other side, as we sometimes say, the intention is what matters. Okay. Because sometimes the people you have difficulty with passed away before there could be any kind of reconciliation. And um, we don't need them to be physically present for this to still be impactful. Okay. Now, the fourth step, we're going to bring your attention in to all beings everywhere, whatever that means to you. Just think about expanding this out to all the animals, to the environment, to the trees, to the rivers, to the rocks, to the mountains, to the oceans, to all the people everywhere. Uh, ones we know and ones unknown. Just literally expand. Like I think of it often as like this beautiful golden, like pink light that just this healing light. And when I, when I bring my attention to quote unquote, the whole world, I just imagine this light just radiating out from my hat to the whole world. And again, you will say the same things. And you might say like, may you all be protected and safe. May you all be happy and at ease. May you all be healthy and strong. May you all care for yourselves wisely. May you all be at peace. You could even say, may we all be happy and healthy. May we. So you get to decide and personalize it. And then once you've completed that fourth round, you can kind of just let the affirmations, let the words go, but stay with the feeling. And this is why putting your hand on your hat or your belly, or sometimes even just holding your own face in your hands just with gentleness, with compassion, again, with metta, with loving kindness and with grace. And then place your attention fully on your hat 
when there's no more words and we're just in the embodiment of the feeling, place your attention on your heart and just for a few moments, just simply breathe into that feeling of metta, extending that loving kindness out. Allow yourself to relax and just observe how it feels. Observe the residual, the residue, that beautiful residue, the vibration or the effect of what you just did. It's a very powerful practice to promote kind feelings of love towards yourself, towards others, to the people you are, like I said, maybe having a challenging time with, people you disagree with, people you're in conflict with. Um, this is a way to, you know, it's interesting. We we have certain breaths that we do, certain breath work, right? And we have a breath that we call the sweet breath. I think that this is also a way that we sweeten the hat and we sweeten the mind. It's like a way of kind of rubbing off some rough edges. Um, and it really helps us to have more healing, compassionate thoughts towards ourselves. And I think for me, the residue is like one of the positive um, ways that I respond to this is that I feel slowed down. I feel like I have more patience, more tolerance, more compassion, um, and that I can expand my care um, to beyond my own personal concerns. And um, I love that. I love extending love out to all the beings of the world. Like, you know, like even like Toby back here, <laughs> my sweet Toby, like to be able to extend that love out to my mom, who's over there in the picture behind me. Right. So I hope this has been helpful to you in some way. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through it again. One more time, the meta and the loving kindness, not all the words, but just the order, right? First, we extend it out to ourselves to, so to yourself. Then you extend it out, those words, that energy, that intention, right? That metta and loving kindness, we're broadcasting it out. You're amplifying it out to someone you love, then to someone you have difficulty with, and then to all beings everywhere. And again, just imagine that spiral starting at the center with you and then watching it as it ripples out, it expands out exponentially. And um, some version of these words, and remember, Google it, find it for yourself. May I, may I be protected and safe, then becomes may you be protected and safe. May I be happy and at ease, becomes may you be happy and at ease. May I be healthy and strong, becomes may you be healthy and strong. May I care for myself wisely, becomes may you care for yourself wisely. May I be at peace, becomes may you be at peace. And you send this out with so much love and affection and uh, with goodwill with goodwill. It's like a discourse on goodwill, metta and loving kindness. And I hope you have found this helpful. I hope you put it into practice, right? Let's move from thinking about things, intellectualizing things to really dropping down into the body where we become intimate with these things and actually practice them and do them. And um, I know so many of you listening probably have done this before, have heard of it before, but maybe you haven't actually been practicing it consistently. And if you're somebody who's like, I've never done this before, but this sounds like something that I can do, then double amen hands. That makes me so happy. 
So take it, use it, take what works, leave the rest, the whole shebang. Uh, I just wanted to send something out. As like I said, as we enter, uh, we are already in a thick season. We are in a thick season of, like I said, most of the world feeling overwhelmed, exhausted, lonely, scared, whatever. Um, and this is a powerful way for us to get back in touch with our hearts, with our kindness, with our compassion and our connection to one another. Uh, because we are all affected. When one of us suffers, we all have, there's a ripple effect. So what can we be pouring into the world? What can, when we feel like there's nothing I can do about what's happening, quote unquote, over there, right? What we can do is to let ourselves feel, and this is a much longer, bigger conversation, but I just wanted to offer a little sip, sip, as Linda Ty says, a little something that might be helpful to some of you. Okay, you guys, wherever you go out in the world, may you leave the people and the place and the animals and the environment and yourself better for having been there. Wherever you go, may you and your presence and your loving kindness be a blessing. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>